everyone, and welcome to Everything with Jenna. I'm Jenna, obviously, as I say every week when I do this podcast. So thank you all so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, Today, I wanted to talk about back to school. Now, I know it's July, but back to school is really on my mind for a lot of reasons, uh, primarily because in most states, including right here where I live in Nevada, there's a lot of conversation about what does back to school look like? And more specifically, will our children be safe going back to school? Uh, it's it's really a passionate discussion, and I have seen a lot of comments who from parents who are both for and against children returning to the classroom. And I have to say, I'm going to be very probably passionate about it myself in that I don't think there's a really good option either way, right? So so basically, if our children go back to school, what does that look like? If it's a partial return to the classroom and with some distance learning, as they say, so online, what does that look like? What happens if a student gets sick, a teacher gets sick? What does that look like, right? And then if on the flip side, if they do all virtual learning, distance learning, what does that look like? How are teachers going to be able to connect with their students? Uh, it was one thing at the end of the last school year when we were put into lockdown and we already, uh, I should say, the students and the teachers already had a relationship, already had those expectations, already kind of had a rhythm. And while it was very difficult, of course, in, in such a short time, to go back to school in a digital environment, they had some of those routines down. But to start a school year off like that, how does that work? And then for me personally, about my son, uh, you know, he, I think I've shared on this podcast, we have put him in for a few days a week, every other week um, to go to the local YMCA. We have a really awesome one. And to do day camp, to do summer camp there, just so he can be around kids his age and doing other things than sitting in his room all day. Because when he's at his dad's house, that's exactly what he does. He sits in his room all day long. Um, And when he's here, if we aren't constantly engaging with him, he's in his room. And that's where he wants to be, mostly because he's 13. And he wants to watch YouTube. And he wants to watch what he wants to watch. And he wants to be on his computer or his tablet or his phone or whatever. And, you know, it's one of those things Um, to the point where I've actually grounded him from his room at times. Uh, That's happened twice now where I don't see him enough. And on like a Saturday, I'm like, okay, you're grounded from your room for the rest of the day. And he's like, what? And it's exactly right. He needs to engage. He does not need to be up in his room all day long. That's my opinion on it. Now, I know some parents are probably like, oh, my gosh, Jenna, that's crazy. And and I would say that back in the maybe even just a few years ago, I would have welcomed the opportunity for him to kind of um, be on his own for a little bit so I could get stuff done. But at this point, I really find it important for him to socialize, even if it is with his parents. I don't care. Like, that is what it is, right? So... So for me, it's it's been a decision. Um, when we decided to put him in the Y for a few days every other week, uh, a lot of it had to do with the safety protocols that they've put in place. 
uh, he's not able to get out of the car without having his temperature checked. Now, I know that's not the end all be all, obviously, but I also have to fill a form out every single day about how he's feeling. Uh, if he has any kind of cold, shows any kind of anything, he's not able to go. Knock on wood, that hasn't been the situation, and I'm really grateful that so far so good. Uh, we all have remained uh, pretty darn healthy during this whole thing. Uh, so my concern was with the back to school, what was that going to look like? For his school specifically, a few weeks ago, we received a preliminary plan that they were submitting that on behalf of all of the school principals uh, that they were submitting to their school board. School board is different for a charter school here in, in Nevada. Uh, I think it is at probably quite a few other states as well. So not in the traditional school district, uh, charter school district, or excuse me, charter school does have a different school board uh, comprised of board members who are parents primarily from what I can determine. And they are volunteers. So I really recognize this in that in the HOA industry, it's the same thing, right? So you have people who are board members who are residents, they're not paid, they're volunteers. Um, this proposed plan, like I said, we received it a few weeks ago. And the plan was to have five days a week in school, but only half days. So three hours in the morning or three hours in the afternoon uh, with a combination of then distance learning uh, to make up for those additional hours. Uh, I wasn't loving the idea. And, and it's not because I was concerned about him going back to school. Again, I was more concerned about what were their safety protocols? In his school, they had said that because he's in middle school, that they were going to have the teachers actually rotate classes, unlike kids passing. So they were going to stop like the passing periods and all that kind of stuff when you go from, you know, different class to different class. So you were going to say the students were going to stay in the same classroom and this and the uh, teachers were going to go from classroom to classroom for each period, so to speak, three hours a day. And that was what it was going to be. Instantly, when this plan came out a few weeks ago, of course, we had so many parents really stressed out about it. Uh, how is this going to work with my work? A lot of people were saying that. And I have to agree. I understand that. I, I really, really understand that. Uh, thankfully, and luckily, my company has been nothing but incredibly supportive as it comes to this crazy schedule. And many of our communities, they're the people working there are on different schedules and part-time and that sort of thing as far as like being in the office. And it's been incredibly beneficial for us to be able to have that opportunity. I do have some autonomy when it comes to my schedule in that I schedule my own schedule and I just basically have to get my stuff done, um, which is it, which is helpful. My boss is super supportive. Uh, he understands whatever I need to do. And, you know, like that's very important. It's a stressful time. And the last thing that we want any of our team members to feel is even more stressed because of the school situation, right? Of course, there's those comments from other parents that talk about, well, school is not a daycare. Well, I agree, school is not a daycare, but the reality is many parents work while their children are at school. That's just the reality, right? I mean, I have always done that. Uh, I went back to work a month after I had Jack. I was able to stay home, not by my choice, but it just kind of worked out for about six months um, when he was uh, about a year and a half. And those were six months I'll never get back. I mean, like, I that doesn't sound right. Those are six months that I will 
relish and, and be so happy that I had that opportunity realistically. Um, he was young, it was fun, and I was able to really experience it, that stay-at-home mom dumb. I'm not a good stay-at-home mom, by the way. Like, that's just not who I am. But regardless, so the opening plan comes out. Parents are upset. Like, how am I going to leave work in the middle of the day, take my kid to school, take him home, whatever. And there's a lot to that. Uh, they do have, like, an after-school child care program at his school. And um, so they had said that they're going to be open. So that would should help. And then parents are concerned about, of course, finances because a lot of people have been laid off and are are just starting new positions and what does that look like and how am I going to afford it and you know there's just so many concerns uh, and the cleaning right so the proposed schedule was 7 30 to 10 30 and then uh 12 30 to 3 30 so after they get all the first group kids out clean the desks, clean the school to the best of their ability, and then bring the new kids in. That was the whole, that was the plan. And it's a lot, you know, I mean, when you think about it, there is a lot of students that go to a school and his school is, is, uh, elementary and middle school together. Um, the middle school section is in one part of the school and then the elementary is in the other part, but it's still a very large school. A lot of kids go there. I mean, you have to get into a lottery and be accepted in the lottery to be able, even able to attend the school. It's a whole, it's a whole thing, right? So, so needless to say, there was a lot of just concerns, I'd say. Well, then what happened is, uh, last week, the state of Nevada was put into the red zone, a red zone state. Um, some of our states are experiencing this. I think a lot of them are, right? So our numbers are way up. We're in this red zone. They're they're saying, you know, everything should be rolled back. We should not have gatherings of 10 or, you know, of more than 10 people. Let's close everything down, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, our governor is slated to speak this week. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think there's just a lot to it, Right. So the state of Nevada, that's where all the politics come in. So you have casinos and with the casinos that were closed, that's where we get a lot of our state revenue is from casino and room taxes. So we are in over a billion dollar deficit right now in the state of Nevada. So what does that look like for our governor to roll back and close us down again? I don't know if that's something that politically he would do, uh, but is it... Is it necessary? I don't know. Uh, also, the school district, the traditional school district, had proposed a different schedule for, for their students, and uh, that would include two days in the classroom and three days at home. So again, just a lot of craziness. Like, how are we going to handle this? How are our students going to be safe? How are our teachers going to be safe? How are our families going to be safe? Uh, because I still think like people might be over the COVID-19 as far as it being out there, but it doesn't care. Like, I think that's really safe to say it does not care. Uh, someone that I know that I'm friends with, I mean, her father-in-law, they just lost because of COVID. You know, I mean, there, there's things like that that are, are legitimately happening. People are dying. And there's now new studies saying that children that are over the age of about 10 actually can spread the virus the same way as adults can. So that whole kid thing kind of is blown out the window a little bit. And that's what they know now. It's a novel virus. We still don't know everything about it. It's actually pretty young in its infancy as far as like what it can do, except we know that it does a lot, right? We know that it can 
if people survive it, which a lot of people do survive it, and there's numbers and everything going on about that. But but the reality is, is are we willing to put our teachers and our students at risk? And what is that risk and how do we mitigate it? So fast forward to last night. So last night, uh, the school board for his for Jack's school was meeting and they were going to be discussing the opening plan, the reopening plan. Um, and as I said, this this proposed plan had come out two weeks ago, and it was based off of data from a survey that was sent out in June. So in June, things were a lot different than they are now in July. So obviously. And uh, anyways, long story short, the first few comments, first of all, the meetings started late. They were having technical difficulties, which, okay. Um, okay, so does that bode well for... for <laughs> distance part of this plan. I don't know. Uh, But then uh, they start the meeting and the first three comments were from teachers who were totally for this uh, proposed plan of this part time. Then parents were speaking and they had, you know, signed up to speak. I did not. I felt that, you know, I feel I felt like whatever I had to say was probably going to be said. And if not, I, you know, I would email the school accordingly if I needed to. Anyway, parents started talking and things started getting very passionate. Then they had a conversation and all of the principals, there are seven schools in this particular charter district here, and all the principals talked about it. And the school that Jack goes to, his principal spoke, and she was incredibly passionate about it. And she said that uh, she was very scared and to go back to school in any form or any capacity because of the safety of her students and the safety of her staff. She also had a staff member who spoke and who has uh, lupus. And she was like, I don't know how it is that I'm being forced to go back to work. And basically, I'm afraid I'm going to die. And, you know, you start hearing that and hearing from people and and that sort of thing. And it was very incredibly emotional at times because people were so passionate. There was a mother who spoke about her daughter, who's 15, who's in high school, and that she does not do well at home because she needs the socialization. And she actually was admitted to the hospital because she tried to take her own life because she is in that state of a mental capacity. So there's a lot, a lot to consider. There's a lot, the mental health aspect of it, of course, which is one of my biggest concerns, honestly, uh, with Jack and the, like I said, the being in his room and they start getting way deep. He starts getting way deep into, you know, whatever his thoughts. I know that if I'm a home alone for too long or alone by with my own thoughts, you start getting real deep in them, right? Uh, so those are a lot of considerations. Um, ultimately, after a three and a half hour long board meeting, the school board decided to start instruction with 100% distance, online virtual instruction. However, the difference is going to be that they're going to be teaching. So at the end of the last school year, they did it where it was like, okay, you have these check-ins and this and that. So they weren't, um, they would have like a Zoom call once a week kind of a thing. So this will be different. They're actually going to be teaching in a virtual environment. So for three hours a day, they're actually going to be like on their computers 
sitting in like as they were in a classroom. So his school requires uniforms. They have to wear uniform tops. So people are concerned about that, pissed off about that. Um, But I honestly have to say, like, I think it's okay. Like, and I know that I probably, you know, I'm not a parent that is concerned about him not participating or him regressing or anything like that. In my state, in where I'm at right now, as, a, as the state of being a parent and and the age Jack is, I'm not concerned about him regressing. I don't have a lot of concerns um, because uh, as far as uh, as far as his mental state in that if he has to interact for three hours straight a day, like I feel like he can do that. I do that all the time on Zoom. And he's old enough and mature enough. What I don't know is our like the kindergartners. Like how does that work with little kindergartners? Like how are they gonna be on a Zoom call for three hours a day? I don't know how that's possible. And I don't know how parents are gonna deal with that. So I recognize that that is, you know, not my situation, but it is a situation. But again, you know, like I feel like what what is the right answer? No matter what we do, it's going to be wrong, right? It, for somebody, it's not going to work for everyone. Just like safe key back in the day for after school care never worked for me in the position I was in because of the timing of it and this and that. Then it did. Then it changed. You know, it's one of those things that like I just... I feel like there's no right answer because we're in a pandemic that none of us have ever experienced before. And that's the part that I think frustrates me the absolute most when people are just being shitty to these volunteer board members and these principals who have put their heart and soul and these teachers who only want the best. I agree. Everyone wants children to be back in school. I know parents do. Children do. Even Jack, who's like, all right, you know, distance online learning. And I'm like, yeah, it's not going to be like last time. And, you know, even with that, I know that he's going to want to see his friends. And, you know, that's part of growing up and to have to be at home sucks. I get it. But on the other side, if it really is, I don't know, say it's a quarter or say it's two quarters, say it's a semester, say they go back in January or whatever it looks like. The reality is eventually, God willing, and the creek don't rise, (laughs) God willing and the creek don't rise that we actually get a vaccine and we're able to get our hands around this. We're able to, you know, kind of mitigate the situation so our kids can go back to school. So we can go back to somewhat of a quote normal life. I don't think, and I've said this time and time again, this new normal is not normal. There is nothing normal about this, but the reality is, is that this is what we're dealing with right now. So that means, yeah, not a lot of going out and not a lot of vacations and not a lot of you know, seeing our uh, family members in person and, and that kind of stuff. And you know what? It sucks. I get it. It absolutely sucks. But the reality is, is this is what we have to do if we want to live. And yes, am I more than likely uh, going to survive coronavirus as I get, if I get it? Absolutely. But who knows? I saw, a, a you know, a person whose sister passed away from COVID-19 who literally had no symptoms or no pre-existing conditions, started feeling sick. It got worse. She finally went to the hospital. They intubated her and she died. And she's 30 years old. 
you know, like it can kill anyone. And and I think with people who are like, oh, it's just bullshit. Oh, this and that. It's okay if you want to believe that, but that's not the reality from what I'm seeing from people that I know. So when I think about my my child, my my flesh and blood, my every little my my whole world revolves around this kid, whether it should or not, it absolutely does. And he knows it and I know it. We all know it. But my whole point is, is that if he has to stay at home and has to sit on a computer and yes, screen time, all this stuff, then that's what he's going to do because I want him to live. I want to live. I want him to have a very long, happy life. And I don't want that to be taken away because, oh, mom has to work. And I get it. And I and I do see both sides. And I think that's why people are so passionate about it because it's like, well, okay, so okay, now with this, now am I going to lose my job? I saw parents commenting, great, now I'm going to lose my job because I have to stay at home with my kid. Well, okay, what do you, you know, like what, what is the answer? What do you want? Going back to school full time, teachers did not feel safe doing. The governor more than likely is going to say, we are closing stuff down again. To what extent? I don't know. But I have a feeling. The the school district that we're in, the traditional school district, supposedly tonight, they're having their board meeting and they are going to be recommending the first quarter to be all virtual learning. Many states are doing this. And the thing is, employers need to be okay with that too. And and that's the other thing. I think that's the other caveat, right? Right. So like my employer, I am very lucky that they are like on it and they are like, you know what? They're working on a policy on how we're handling this school environment and this and that and all this stuff, right? Okay, so, so my employer, 100% on board, like totally understands like we have to, our people are our number one priority and we need to work with them on this. They still need to do their job, absolutely, but we need to work with them because the last thing they need to do is worry about losing their job because their kid has to be at home so they don't die. And I really think that corporate America needs to be on board with this. You can't have people worried to death about, literally to death, about the fact of what they're going to do with their children. It's not anyone's fault. It's not like everyone's like, oh, well, I just don't want to go to work. So, oh, my kid has to stay home. No, that is not the situation. And I really think that this whole thing, I hope, I don't think, I just hope that corporate America and that America in general can get its arms wrapped around this thing and we can start to be a little bit more empathetic, like I talked about in my last podcast. But the reality is, is I need people to calm down. And I think that's the biggest the biggest frustration, right? We're passionate. These are our children. And I understand that. On the other side, we need to look at the bigger picture and we need to calm down. So many times emotions take over and then we say things that we don't necessarily mean. And sometimes pride gets in that way, right? And so we say things that we don't need and then we're too proud to say that we were wrong. And I feel like some of the things I've been reading and seeing from parents in particular, that's what's happening. I feel like if there's any time for us to come together as a community and support one another and help one another, now is the time. 
You know, if if there's someone and I, I was talking to my husband about this last night, I said, if there's someone in Jack's school that he's, you know, friendly with or whatever, I mean, they can come here and and I know that's like kind of defeating. But if they haven't been exposed and they haven't been out and they haven't done anything and they're healthy, then they can come here and they can sit at two different desks in my loft or whatever the situation is and they can be in school together. So if that person's mom needs to go to work. You know, I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. If we need to do that, I think there should be a community where people can help each other out. Um, again, there would have to be some research and stuff involved in that. But my point is, is, is I really feel that we need to come together and lift one another up during this time. If at any time, now is the time. Like, you know, this is going to come out really wrong, but I kind of miss... Again, this is not going to come out right, so I'm going to try and explain myself. I kind of miss the America after, on September 12th, 2001, right? So September 11th, 2001 happened, and 2012, or or, excuse me, September 12th, 2001, the day after 9-11, we were America, and we were we were proud and we were strong and we were together and we were all in this together and we had a common, we understood what was going on. I mean, everyone wore flags. There was flags on the back of our vehicles, the whole thing, right? We were supporting one another. We were lifting each other up and we were there for one another. I just don't understand why it is that we are tearing each other down right now. I really don't. And, and I want so bl- badly to have that opportunity for us to help one another out. And that's really, you know, I, I feel like a bleeding heart sometimes when I say that. And, and am I cynical at times? Absolutely. You know, I see both sides. When I talk about the school situation, I see both sides. I really, really do. It's not that I don't. For me, I'm not super duper impacted. I'm able to make it work whatever the situation is because I have the support. So I really feel that corporate America and, you know, whatever, they need to support their workers. They need to support their employees. Uh, I think it's shenanigans if they get laid off or fired because their kid has to, you know, be at home for through October at least right now. I really do. And then, and then you think like, well, do you even want to work for a company like that? And then the answer is no. But then you're like, well, shit, I need a job. So, you know, I get it. I understand it. And that's my point. I understand it. But I really think we all need to calm down, look at the bigger picture and find solutions. And that's what I really want to see have happen. And I know I'm living in a pipe dream, but that's really, really the situation that I, I think we all are in right now. We're screwed no matter what. So let's make the best of this. Let's do everything we can to help one another out. So now that I'm done rambling or venting or whatever the whole situation is, um, yeah, I feel, you know, I feel like, again, there's no great solution, but I think we just need to work on it and, and, you know, work with what we got. But with that being said, um, this podcast is very long. So you know that I'm very passionate when I have an almost 30 minute podcast. Actually, if I keep talking, it's going to be 30 minutes. Anyways, I hope you are well and I hope that you are faring well. And I hope that you're staying cool if you're in a hot place. And I hope you're staying warm if you're in a cool place. And I hope you have a really good rest of your day. And maybe take a moment to thank your teachers because I know I am. So, all right. I hope everyone is good. And that's my podcast. All right. Bye, everyone. Have a great day.